Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, Soul Talk friends. I have a special treat for you today with my friend Sheridan McDaniels. And Sheridan is a pastor at a place for worship in Fullerton, California. And he is on our Soul Shepherding team as one of our advisors and spiritual directors. Also does coaching. Welcome to Soul Talk, Sheridan. Thank you very much, Bill. It is a blessing to be here with you on this beginning of a new year. What a way to start it. And those of you who are listening, you might be listening on MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, and we just want to welcome all of you into this conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, passion for peace, and this really is your mantra, Sheridan. Definitely. Just the life of Martin Luther King, his journey, his relationship with God and with, with men and women in the community was one where peace just stuck out to me. Yeah, he, more than just about anybody, he really practiced, lived out, and taught others to join him in following Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and all of his teachings about love, including love for your enemy, blessing those who, who mistreat you, praying for those who persecute you, and approaching issues of, of conflict and uh, social justice with, with nonviolence, even as is a truth teller who's dealing with injustice, but doing it in, in love and even gentleness. Yeah, he realized to me, as I looked at his life, that fighting, aggression, violence, heavy confrontation was not the way to bring about equality and, and what he fought for. If, if it could not be done through peace, in his eyes, I believe it would not be accomplished. And again, that to me is is just the character of Christ, the peace that he brought, that peace that passes understanding. You know, maybe I don't, people may not understand the method, but it was a method of peace that I believe really came from uh, the character of Christ. And that's been a big theme for you, being being a peacemaker and uh, experiencing conflict at different uh, times in your life and in your ministry as a pastor and in different churches over the years. You're someone that, that brings peace, and you've gotten this inspiration a lot from Martin Luther King. You were telling me that it, it, you listened to him many times as a big part of your call to be a pastor. Yes. I want to say around 18, 19 years old, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, that was, if I have the math right, 40 years ago when I felt an urge and a pull of the Lord to go into ministry, I would listen on cassette tapes huh. to Martin Luther King every night for mm. a week or two before mm. uh, I would go to sleep. I would just put a tape in, lay down, and I would listen. And what jumped out to me was, of course, the passion that he talked with and that he lived with and that he would do his his assignment with uh, just full of passion. And then the peace in which he did it with. And I, I literally could see the peace of God on mm. him through the marches that he did. And, mm-hmm. and I could hear it in his speeches and messages that he delivered. Um, such a peace that stuck with me. And, and to this day of, of approaching every assignment and, and anything that 
you know, that could be very controversial or hard is to go in it with peace and mm. communicate with peace and, and allow the peace of, of the Lord to be able to not be upon me, but hopefully be upon that conversation and upon who I'm communicating with, even as the Bible says, the soft answer turns away wrath. Mm -hmm. You know, to me that that's peace in that, yeah. you know, is walking and living with peace. That's, that's so good. There's so much I love about what you're saying. So in particular, we talk a lot about the soul shepherding way, which of course is the, the way of Jesus, but the, the way that we, work, the way that we relate to people, the way that we talk, the way that we minister is, is so important. And, uh, in one sense, it's even more important than the truth that we speak, because if, if our way, our, our demeanor, our manner, our approach, our, our attitude, uh, if, if that doesn't match up with the truth of our message that, that we're teaching or, or the work that we're trying to do, it, it undermines it. Completely. And even as you're sharing, peace is attractive. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I have to deny who I am. I have to deny what I'm fighting for. It's, it's as you stated, it's the character, the demeanor, the posture of which I'm sharing with. It's, it's that statement, not what I say, but how I say mm -hmm. it. And, and peace is attractive. It will, it will allow others to join in to that conversation with you. Peace is like one of the most important descriptors uh, we could use for Jesus. Yeah. He's the Prince of Peace. Yes, yes. And he, even as he brought truth and he brought boldness and, and action, he did it in a way that was peaceful and gentle. And even when he was bringing a, a hard message or confronting the Pharisees, his purpose was still peace. Completely. And even how it talks about in Romans how... The Bible says we have peace with God mm -hmm. and, and that's relationship. It's, it's like before I met him, I was on the opposite team. And, yep. and then when I came into relationship with him, the peace is now that we're on the same team. So I have peace with him. And then there's the peace of God that, that lives on the inside of me that really shows in struggles and storms and battles. Mm -hmm. the, the peace of God is what keeps me from, allowing the water to get in the boat and sink me uh, and having that peace of God, just knowing that, that God, you got me and you got this and doesn't make it easier. It's just the truth that um, we have to believe and trust from the word of God, peace with him and the peace of God. I think you might be a preacher. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you have some good, what you said, there were three S's there, struggle, storms, and something else. And I don't even remember. <laughs> it just flowed out of you. It just came out. But the, the point was the peace of God in, in the trials, in the difficult times, that's really where it's how we know that, that God's peace is really living in us is if it comes out of us when we're persecuted, when we're going through a hard time. Yes, yes. It's uh, just knowing that, he, that he's with me and that he's in control. And even from Martin Luther King's life, also learning how to suffer well because he mm -hmm. suffered a mm -hmm. lot, you know, in prison struggles, you know, physical abuse, dogs biting, water holes, and just, you know, he learned how to suffer well. And to me, again, that's that peace that I'm going to suffer, but it's how I suffer. And if I have to learn how to suffer well and, and not allowing myself to lose my, you know, just my mind and, and go crazy down that path, but it's just learning how God 
you got me, you're with me. It's, it's not easy, you know, something that we have to come into, but the goal is to learn how to suffer well, not just suffer. That's really the ultimate Christ-likeness is when yeah. we are out of love for for the Lord and out of love for our neighbor, we're willing to suffer. Yeah. I was meditating on 2 Corinthians 4, and one point in there Paul says, so uh, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. And so Paul's saying it's worth, it's worth suffering when it brings the life of Jesus to you, my exactly. brother and sister. Exactly. And so that's like the, the pinnacle of spirituality. When we really live out uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which I like to call his greatest teaching, yeah. when we live that out, it's an ethic of agape love, unconditional, sacrificial love, even to the point of suffering mistreatment, not in a way that we're falling into shame or trembling with fear and insecurity, because if that's where we are in the suffering, then that shows something is hurting and broken and needs healing, and Jesus would have something else to say to us besides turn the other cheek. Right. He would say, come close, let me give you a hug, or let me strengthen you. He, he would minister to us where we are. And so as we, as we grow along with Jesus and, and we grow in our discipleship and we, we grow through what we call the, the Christ stages of faith in Journey of the Soul, the, the culminating stage is the T stage in that acronym Christ. And it's transforming union and the definition of that stage is what you're talking about. It's the readiness to bless those that curse us because we'll do whatever it takes to draw somebody to Jesus. And we actually are able to do it joyfully because we're in that peace of God that you're talking about. Completely. And even as you're sharing, I'm thinking with Jesus, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. Just the whole learning aspect of, of knowing that I'm, I'm like, I live at times in the school of affliction, but it's for the purpose of learning obedience. Mm -hmm. You know, how I'm going to respond to what I'm going through when the goal is to be so at peace so that others can pick from the fruit of my life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that again. So to be so at peace in God's presence. Yes that others can pick from the fruit of your life. Yes. So you're like a tree, like that Psalm 1 tree. The roots going deep in, into the soil, uh, even if you're in the desert. Yeah. But the, but those roots are going towards that river, the yes. river of living water nearby. Yes. And so you're flourishing, your leaves are staying green, and you got fruit, and people can pick from that fruit, like the fruit of the Spirit. Love, yes. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yes. That's all Jesus stuff. All Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And that's our goal as believers should be Jesus to everyone. Mm. You know, as part of my prayer, you know, I pray daily, Lord, help me to be you to everyone yeah. around me so that they can pick up that fruit, you know, the character of Christ. And again, that comes through suffering, comes through affliction. And, and the goal is not that I'm not going to suffer. I mean, that, you know, says uh, Peter that we're going to go through and, and basically he's saying that um, fiery darts that are sent to try us as don't, you know, thinking not strange of fiery darts that are sent to try those. So strange thing has happened to you, which lets me, I have a date with a dart. <laughs> you have a date with a dart. <laughs> I got a date with a fiery dart, but it, knowing that it's my response. And to me, that's what the Bible, that's what church is all about teach me how to respond differently than how I used to. Mm. That's the difference of having Christ in my life is I don't respond like I used to respond now that I have Christ. And again, when I look at 
Martin Luther King's life, you know, it was his response to what he went through. And that my prayer was, God, teach me how to respond like that. That's so good. So you've been in the Soul Shepherding Institute with Christy and me, and we've been hanging out with you, and you, you've had such a uh, an impactful experience. You brought a bunch of your friends along. We've been, even though we both live in Orange County, California here, we've been flying out to Atlanta to meet with some folks on, on the uh, East Coast, the South area. And one of the things that you've told me that you've really appreciated about your experience in the Soul Shepherding Institute and the, the certificate training you're doing in spiritual direction as you're finishing that up is the, the learnings about empathy. Yes. So as you reflect on trials, like maybe, maybe a recent trial, uh, what's a, a recent struggle or trial that you've been in? And could you illustrate for us how what you're talking about with peace and then even, even the aspect of, of empathy and how in working through the difficulties of, of trials and being able to be the kind of person who, who could bless someone who's being difficult to you and do that for Jesus, to, to be that kind of a person in, in a trial, it, it, it takes, in, in addition to like prayer and faith and Bible reading, it takes being in love one another relationships where you're receiving empathy and you're, being, you're experiencing God's strength that way as well. Yeah, I mean, when you say that, it, it comes to my mind, I know in pastoring, transitioning from one church to another, putting uh, another pastor in place at the church and then uh, that I transitioned out of and that pastor ended up leaving and kind of splitting the church. And so my wife and I just went through a, a struggle with that. It was just a low moment for mm-hmm. us. You know, my wife, tell, <laughs> she'll say, you forgive too easy, <laughs> you know, or too mm-hmm. quick. And the empathy that was there was putting myself in their situation. Mm. As, as Paul, that state to the weak became my eyes weak that I might gain. Mm. It's just, and again, uh, all glory credit to God. There's something in my heart that does not want any type of friction between me and another believer, mm. especially because we're in Christ. And I just can't see being in him and seeing someone somewhere at another service and not being able to speak because of something, you know, that's that just not Jesus. That's not Christ. And so, um, I've just took the time to put myself in their situation and, and realize that everyone is different. Everyone has different struggles. They process things differently, you know, and, uh, by putting myself in why they did what they did and just trying to work through that, I forgave him and he invited me to come speak and, you know, I, I went to the new church that they had, you know, and, uh, and to this day, our relationship is better, but it's, it's, uh, people tell it, t- some call it taking the high road and, you know, I call it taking the humility road. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Christ is more of a humility step that we do not understand the high road thing, but it has to be humility and mm-hmm. humility hurts. Uh, when you're betrayed, mm-hmm. it's painful, mm-hmm. but it's funny, Bill, because all this reminds me of Braveheart yeah, <laughs> and, and how, how he was betrayed by another leader who was supposed to work with William Wallace, mm-hmm. and yet he forgave him in order to, to conquer peace. And, he's, and his statement was, there's no way we could accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, having freedom, without working with one another. And I just believe there's no way we could accomplish what we want in the body of Christ without working with one another. 
be it black and black, black and white, black and Hispanic, black and Asian. We have to work together. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'll accomplish nothing. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And uh, you do that in your ministry. You you lead soul care groups. And for soul shepherding, you connect with pastors and in, in different uh, from different churches, uh, different ethnic groups. Tell us about that. Again, soul shepherding, for me, it just brought me down to ground zero. It broke me down to, it just flapped me like a pancake. And so from there, I was able to grow up more healthy from my first experience with, with my retreat and soul shepherding. Like I think I shared with you, I, I wanted to come home and see therapists and everything, just, you know, get myself together. Thought I was all well put together, but I needed that breakdown to be built up. And in the process of being built up, now I'm able to meet others you know um, who are in soul shepherding and then pastors outside of soul shepherding and share with them my experience and now we have a group that meet monthly and we are walking through the book journey of the soul which is my ticket into just being a healthy pastor healthy husband healthy son just a healthy man and then we have another group that you know that i'm bringing in to journey of the soul because it's it's just who i am am now i'm a journey of the soul man hmm. and so whoever i meet i like to bring them into that journey <laughs> because it's such a healthy healthy book and principles and truths and applications to uh for soul care within myself and then i can share that with others and they're able to receive it I, i'm i'm so excited because i've gotten someone else now who wants to um, start the uh, retreats and and go through the you know spiritual direction course so it's it's just working it's so fun to have you in community and yeah your stories you were just touching on there with uh, feeling broken down in the sense of in within your personality dynamics and some of the ways that you were functioning realizing that you you had some some defense mechanisms some gaps in self awareness some ways that you hadn't learned how to pay attention to uh, inner inner needs and hurts and stress points and we're sort of pushing through some stuff in life and so uh, you were saying to me after that first institute week uh, bill I, I need therapy and you, i think you thought of it that way because i'm a psychologist and you were experiencing a, a therapy of the soul yeah and so we talked about it. i says well you could do that but i actually think you would do really well to talk with one of our soul shepherding spiritual directors yep. so i hooked you up and that's like been so life-giving for you Completely, completely. Thank you for Dave Ramaldi. I mean, yeah. meeting Dave, uh, communicating with him was really the first time 58 years of my life where I completely opened up mm. everything in every struggle, every victory, every hurt, you know, every joy. I opened up to him um, because I, I just felt under that spiritual direction umbrella the ability to trust and uh and what that did for me is like a rocket booster i mean it just is like i just let down weights and i was just able to, to mm. soar and and uh and unto this day just so free and never been as intimate and close to the lord now in all my journey it's such a great testimony and it's been o- over a year now and so in the last soul shepherding institute retreat you served as one of our senior spiritual directors. Yes. And 
now you're you're connecting with with others in the soul shepherding community you who are listening you can connect with with sheridan or one of our other senior spiritual directors or, or coaches and have a, a conversation where you're listened to with empathy and you get great questions and someone's praying for you and encouraging you guiding you deeper in the lord and helping you with places where you're you feel uh hurt or confused or alone or there's stress and there's just some things that we need to talk through with somebody and, and, and pray through with somebody to, to be released. And somebody who will listen, which is a big part of soul shepherding and, and uh, spiritual you know, direction and spiritual direct is learning to listen and allowing not myself to be a fix it man, but allowing, you know, to listen and allow the Holy spirit to come in and, uh, and do the work. But, um, uh, nothing like how somebody who will listen to you and you know they're listening mm. and there's healing even in that that's so good well i just a minute i'm gonna have you pray for our listeners sheridan uh, but first i want to invite all you who are listening if you want to hang out with sheridan and me in atlanta come to the soul shepherding institute or if you can't make that one we got a i think we got about 10 weeks uh, planned already this year uh, for soul shepherding retreats we would love to have you if you want to be certified as a spiritual director Get in on the new class starting in March. And Sheridan is now on our faculty. He is uh, joined by some others who help Christy and me with the teaching and the supervision groups. We give you first-class experiences in receiving spiritual direction and becoming a spiritual director where you're listening to, praying for, guiding others uh, on their journey. And another thing that we've got for you is coinciding with this podcast is a series of devotionals, and, and Sheridan, you've also been helping us with this. And so in celebration of MLK Day and Black History Month, uh, we're putting out a series of devotionals from some of the black heroes, like Martin Luther King, who just really inspire our devotion to Jesus and our love for one another. And so you've helped me with uh, writing and contributing reflections on the life of Kabu. Yes. Tell, tell us a word about that. Wow, Kaboo's life really, really blessed me. Samuel Kaboo Morris, you know, born uh-huh. Kaboo, um, just you know, in a family that where he was taken by another tribe, and they wanted to keep him for ransom. Wanted his dad to pay money, and then his dad couldn't pay. He was going to give the daughter, and Kaboo said, "No, you will not give my, you know, my sister." And he remained in that very hard situation till he heard the Lord say, "Run!" and just from his, his life again, how he responded to what he had went through when he was introduced to Christ and saw Paul's uh, life, you know, as a mirror for his life and, uh, and how he came to Christ. And he just wanted to hear God's voice and talk to him. And, and that was a, really the a strength of his life was his communicating with God on a daily basis. So good. So you, you can get Sheridan's reflections, my reflections in the Soul Shepherding blog emails coming up. Uh, and uh, we have a special devotional uh, that groups together five of these devotionals from Martin Luther King, from from Kabu, uh, from uh, Jarena Lee, and others of the African-American heroes that we all want to learn from. And so that's a free resource that we're offering to you. So you can sign up for that at Soul Shepherding. And, and one more thing, one other way that we can connect, we have a new ministry for you called the Soul Shepherding Network. And this is a community for all of our Soul Shepherding friends where we can hang out together, for instance, in web- webinars and see each other face-to-face. We've got soul care groups. We've got hundreds of resources for your soul and for your ministry 
uh, as a coach, as a small group leader, as, as a shepherd, as a soul friend, as you need tools to hand to people, we've got one to two page practical tools filled up in the Soul Shepherding Network. So we would love to have you join us in that. It's just simple. Go to soulshepherding.org slash join the network. Sheridan, would you pray for us? Father, thank you again for this incredible moment, this time, this new year that we're in and for our listeners today. Praying that, God, you will just bless and strengthen each and every one who is listening. I pray that they will just come even more close to soul shepherding, a tool that you put on this earth to bring healthy, health, a healthy life to husbands and wives and, and sons and daughters and pastors and leaders. I pray, God, that you will strengthen us to continue to walk in victory, to walk in joy. Thank you for spiritual formation that has taken place in all of our lives. And just praying that your grace and your love will be experienced by every single person listening right now. Bless them tremendously in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 